Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, well, you'd have to say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They wouldn't let poor Rudolph play in any reindeer games. Welcome back into and Sarah's Kramer on the Bet 1660. Being joined in studio now by a very festive old Ryan Larson. He got the memo. He knew this was my Christmas episode. Ryan, good morning. How's it going, Kramer? Yeah, you told me this is your last one of the year. I had to come with my little Santa hat on. You're very festive. I do appreciate you doing this. I, I do. I do. Um, uh, but Ryan, there's uh, we like sports gambling. We enjoy it. So we're going to get to that a little later on. We'll get to sports gambling. We have hot takes to get to. And... I'm going to say it now. Brandon Staley is officially fired. Thank the Lord. It has happened. Um, I I was going to save this for almost hot takes wise, but I wanted to talk about it now because Brandon Staley is an absolute dingus. He's, it deserved to be, it deserved for him to be fired at halftime was true. Heck, even Richard Sherman said it. I had the audio. We'll play that here shortly. Raiders absolutely dog walked the Chargers. By halftime. And it was just like, his mics are in the way. It feels so weird trying to talk to you right now. Oh, yeah. Um, we're just talking through a web of microphones. Exactly. At the um, uh, but it happened. The Raiders, which it's so nice because I love to hate the Chargers. Like, I can't, from how my tier list goes, is Raiders clearly first, then I'll root for the Chiefs, then root for the refs. Which makes no sense, by the way. You can't be a Raiders fan and a Chiefs fan. That's well, kind of backwards. I don't, I don't root for the Chiefs. That would be like the second team that I would like side with, I guess, in this division because I can't stand the Broncos. I cannot stand the Chargers. And it might, oh, you know what? I like the Raiders and the referees, the Chiefs, Broncos, and the Chargers. Or you could probably tie the Broncos. Kramer, the referees? Yeah, they, for some reason. Is it because they also wear black and white? It could be. It could be that way. But also, uh, I mean,. I, I should hate the referees because they always side with the Chiefs, it seems like. From, uh, as of recent weeks, they uh, have Up it. until the last month and a half of the season, sure. It, it's, it's been like that, but I'm so happy that we are able to finally see Brandon Staley gone because he makes football look bad. It was fun three years ago when everyone was like, oh, this young Chargers coach, Brandon Staley, what a genius. He's going for it on fourth down. And then it didn't work. And the analytics, the Mina Kimes of the world, love you, Mina, if you're listening to this, uh, came out. Brandon Staley, just keep doing it. It's going to work. And guess what, Kramer? It never worked. It ne- it looked like they went and sent out a bunch of third stringers that played like fourth stringers on Thursday night. They gave up. They gave up 100% on Staley that game. And you could, you could, you could tell. Because even when, uh, I'm trying to think, what was the, the touchdown Jonathan Jenkins had? where there was a fumble by Easton Stick, which he had like five of those in that in that game, which I feel bad for Easton Stick because he'll probably never play a single game of football ever again in his life. You don't I, think they're going to play him the rest of the season? I mean, they might, but they probably shouldn't. He's just he, he's not even an XFL caliber quarterback. I'm sorry to say this, Easton, but it's the truth. Uh, it's That offensive line, once the fumble happened and Jonathan Jenkins picked that bad boy up and was just moving, a big boy, if a fatty is getting into the end zone, it's obviously a great time, and we saw that happen with Jonathan Jenkins. I, you can see the body posture for the offensive lineman. They like didn't even go for the football that they saw lose from his hands. 
They gave up on Easton Stick. They gave up on Brandon Staley. They gave up on this entire season. But the best thing about that game was us Neckler got four receptions, and I was able to cash out on my bet. And the Raiders won. They could have. They put up 63, the most points ever in franchise history. The Raiders did. And after coming off a game where they didn't score a point at all, it is pretty incredible that in such an awful game we were still able to have fun because we were winning money. Yeah, it's true. Right? That was the only thing that kept me engaged in what was one of the worst football games I've ever seen, to be totally honest with you. Well, it depends on how that how you're coming from. As a fan of the Raiders, I loved every single second of it. I watched every single second of it. when I usually turn it off by third, fourth quarter, knowing what's going to happen. I was hoping they got 70 points. I was hoping they got 70 points. If I told you before the game what the final score was going to be, would you say Raiders win, Raiders lose? Uh, just the numbers. Just the numbers. I would probably I would still stick with Raiders win. Okay. Knowing that Easton Stick was the quarterback for the Chargers. Well, it's not like Aiden O'Connell. I guess he's better, but <laughs> someone asked. He doesn't me, instill hope. Someone asked me if he was ever going to. He was, was going to get a touchdown that that night, and I said he's going to get two. He had like five. I think he actually had four. I yeah, how many fantasy points? Can we check how many fantasy points so Aiden in O'Connell had? One of my leagues, I have him in on the bench, had me twenty nine points. That's incredible. On the bench for me though. That's Imagine, the sad part. Oh, if that game had happened on a Sunday and you picked him with the daily fantasy and everything. That's a that's a league winner right there. And this is the first week of playoffs in uh, in uh, fantasy football. So I was I I'm kind of I'm not mad because I mean I have I got rocket arms Sam Howe like I I'm okay I have all hail Howe the the you've got the boomer bust god the, the Sam boom, Howe exactly <laughs> I would say something here but um, I don't want to reference a Bills reference right now with the yeah no, I'm not even gonna do it I don't even, I don't even want to do it. But uh, Brandon Staley's gone. They did not put... I thought they were going to put Kellen Moore as their head coach, their head coach, because I thought, okay, it's going to be Kellen Moore's job now. It's boom. Which I like how they didn't, because that means it opens up the window for Kellen Moore to be there for next season, which I do like that. But also when the coaching hires um, adjust every single year, it's always one-year deals. They can move on from each other after one year. That's just how the coaching hires happen. But I don't even know who the heck they even hires the interim head coach. The Tom Telesco got fired as GM, which Tom Telesco's hired five different types of head coaches there in Los Angeles. Apparently, the interim head coach is Jif Smith, or it could be Gif Smith, See, depending that, on how you pronounce it. That's why I didn't pronounce it because I knew it was something weird, and I and I I love pronouncing things correctly, and well, I'm very is, bad at pronouncing incorrectly as well. This could be the most controversial Saturdays with Kramer segment yet is it jiff or gif smith well how do you pronounce the the image one i like to say jiff you, that's gross it's peanut butter bud you don't like peanut butter no i love peanut butter but i don't like saying peanut butter with my words i don't want peanut butter coaching the chargers think, so i'll say true. gif smith because I, I usually say gifts those are gifts but it's weird having a guy's first name being gif you can you trust a guy can you can you think it's kind of like having like if there's like a, a general, his name's Gif. Still you, no are, fear. Are you going to like, is that imposing fear on anybody? No? A- absolutely not. And it doesn't make it any better that their interim GM is Jojo Wooden. So you've got Jif and Jojo <laughs> running the ship for the Chargers. And if that doesn't scream 63-21, that was the final score, right? I yeah, think I yeah, stopped watching. Yeah. That That's exactly how things should be going for the Chargers right now is Jif and Jojo are running the ship. But the wild thing is Brandon Staley is a defensive guru head coach. And I want to see if I had the audio for it. I should, because I put it in this morning. But he's all about the defense. And 
old Brandon Staley was well prepared for playing and getting ready for. I don't even know where it went. Uh, especially playing for uh, trying to get them to next week in Buffalo. And this is what he had to say after the end of the post game of everything. I mean, I'm okay with that. Oh, cat okay. cow. Wow, bro. You- Play the wrong one. Play the wrong one. I don't know where the heck did that thing go? That's the come on man thing. This is uh, welcome to Sires of Kramer, uh, by the way, Ryan. This is how the show goes most of the time. Where's the hamster? Uh, I came in, I expected there to be a hamster behind the production window. So over there. the funny thing is, it's actually warmer in the studio than it was last week. That's true. And I don't know, heck, where the heck does this, all this audio goes? I have the hamster get the audio for me now. And did he take a holiday break? He might have took a holiday break because I have no idea where the audio is saved. And I'm pretty sure I was wa- watching him save it earlier today. But Brandon Staley basically said that he's prepared to for next week. He's prepared being the head coach still. As a reporter asked him, are, are you still the head coach of this team? And it's funny because Brandon Staley is like, yeah, basically. Like, it's after the game, after they lost 63-21. to I, mean, I really wish I could find this audio. because I mean, at the really time, great. he was still the head coach. He did not say anything incorrect at the time. I mean, that's true. All right, this is, uh, oh my gosh. I need to bring that hamster back. He left He left work early. Yeah, who who gave this hamster a holiday vacation this week? Well, it's he, We are nine days away from Christmas. Yeah, it's true. I had my Christmas yesterday, too, which was obviously great to see the family and everything. So that's, uh, yeah, so he's going to go see his family today. All right, this is Brandon Saley. Do you expect to be the coach here tomorrow? I don't know that. Do you, do you think you should be? Yes. Why? I know that what I've done here for three years, and I know what I put into this, and um, you know I know that we're capable of going. Uh, I know the type of coach that I am. I believe in myself. Um, but again, this isn't about me. This is about a, a group that's hurting in there. We got to get some rest, and we got to get ready for Buffalo. He's not getting ready for Buffalo. He's getting ready for uh, probably the college coaching. He's not an NFL coach. He's 100% not an NFL coach. And now we need to turn to the sides of who is that NFL head coach. That's going to replace him. And my eggs are fully in the basket of Bill Belichick. I was about to say, why don't they go from one defensive guru to another defensive guru? It makes sense. One who's proven himself a little bit more. A lot more. <laughs> a lot more. A little, you know, how many Super Bowls does he have? Six? I, I believe so. Maybe seven. He it, seven? I think it's, it's seven. Six, seven. No, he has six because Tom has seven. <laughs> yeah. Do the math there. It's like right? a chicken or before the egg right there. It's... It's wild that Bill Belichick could go from one of the greatest dynasties of our lifetimes in sports to one of the worst teams I've seen in the NFL in a while this year. The Patriots are awful. They're bad. And he could end up with a top five quarterback next year in Justin Herbert. But is Justin Herbert a top five quarterback? I don't think so, but if he goes out and balls out and the Chargers win 12 games, people are going to say Justin Herbert's a top five quarterback. Bill Belichick, one of the greatest coaches of all time. That team's going to win the Super Bowl. If they hire Bill Belichick, we're going to be right back in the preseason of the are the Chargers going to win the AFC West and are they a dark horse Super Bowl contender for probably the 15th year in a row. That's annoying because it's it's literally... The media loves, I don't know if it's because it's the Los Angeles market, they just love saying that the Chargers are the best team in this division. They always crown themselves as the AFC West champs in training camp. It's like, what, what are we doing here? Like, I get it. Chiefs are good. Chiefs are always, it's always going to run through Kansas City. No matter what this division, it might run through Denver this year. Who knows? But it's the Chiefs division right now for the past eight, nine, is it nine years, ten years, is it nine, eight years in a row that they've won the division? 
Uh, it's been a hot minute, and before that, it was the Broncos. When's the last time the Chargers won the division? Is what I want to know. Two thousand six. Probably been, more recently been, than that. It had to been that year when no, wasn't it the year when Philip Rivers uh, came into Kansas City and ripped the hearts out of people? No, that didn't happen. Uh, That's happened before. It looks like two thousand nine. That's is the is that, last time the Chargers that, won the division. That's when Ladana Thompson just went off. Kramer, I was twelve. Pretty sure that's when I'm pretty sure it's when uh, he had 29 touchdowns. It might have been 06. I think that was earlier. That earlier, because 2009 was about when I started paying attention to football, and it didn't seem like the Chargers were that intimidating. And they always had Antonio Gates. They always threw too. Yes. And my 12 year old self, I'm trying to think who their best wide receiver was back then. Well, that's what that's NFL what Google, references for. That's yeah, what Google's that's for. I, I, I love thinking about it at the top of my head. But if say if the the situation Bill Belichick has right now in New England, I think what they're mutually parting ways. That's what we've seen reports and rumors of. Is it going to happen? That's a big decision Robert Kraft has to make. But if he has the first pick the litter of where he wants to go, maybe Sean Payton wanted to go to get that Los Angeles Chargers job. That didn't happen. He's in Denver right now. But if Bill Belichick goes to the Chargers... I doubt Kellen Moore is going to be his guy at offensive coordinator because I don't think they'll, they'll clash heads. Watch Josh McDaniels be signed to the Chargers just to be the offensive coordinator for the Chargers and watch somehow the Chargers actually find their way into winning. Well, that's kind of the thing with Josh McDaniels, right? Is He's been a good OC, but every time you hand him the reins, every time you say, hey, go steer the boat, he's, it's like the Titanic. He's steering right into an iceberg. Yeah, now he's he's. I think he's he's not even staring into an iceberg. Josh McDaniels is staring into a full blown mountain when it comes to him coaching because he it's just so bad as the head coach. But I would not be shocked to say somehow this did happen, and then the Chargers just take off. They beat the Raiders. They beat the Broncos. They beat the Chiefs. It just for some reason they work together so good that they Kramer, cannot be separated. And I hate it. Everything. You should get a job with ESPN because that's exactly what they're going to say nine months from now. And I don't buy into it one bit, and all right? Bad I'm teams the soup are bad it. every single year. How many years preseason hype? How many years has a preseason darling actually won anything, regardless of what team it is? It's always Browns hype, Lions hype, Browns Chargers hype. Should, hype. Browns hype should be, in fact, good because Browns are... I like the Browns. Well, they have a Super Bowl MVP at quarterback. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And what the past two weeks has over 250 passing yards and two touchdowns each game. They have thrown an interception in both those as well, but who cares? They won them. I'm pretty sure they won both games. No, they lost that first one with Joe Flacco. They won the second one. I think or at least they had those flipped around. But they're also playing the Bears this week, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we can discuss that I, later on. Yeah, later on, but preview of my best bets is Bears money line because I think the wheels come off with Joe Flacco. Oh, I, don't think, okay. I don't think 80-year-old Joe preview. Flacco is doing anything this year. That's what we call a teaser in radio. <laughs> no, I think Brandon Saley's gone. I think Bill Pelichick's the answer. And I th- do I think he turns it around? No. I don't think Justin Herbert's a top five quarterback. I think Justin Herbert's a top 15 quarterback, if that. He's yet to show anything that, that proved me anything to where I can say, hey, this guy's a stud. And I'll just circle the game that's like he should have won this one, the wild card game last year against the Jaguars. That's a game the Chargers should have won. They should have put out. That's the game that Brandon Saley probably should have been fired. And 
Justin Herbert showed that he does not do well under pressure. The only time he does well under pressure is if it's in an inside division game where it's a last-minute drive that he needs to get, That I've seen him do it against the Raiders twice, and that's the only time I've ever seen him do it. Can you blame Justin Herbert for a 27 nothing? blown lead that's got to be on the head coach right but you also go but he also has to make his plays he also have to like because he had like three two interceptions three interceptions in that second half he played bad sure but why are you why are you setting him up for failure you're up 27 to zero well then why do you have austin eckler only on third downs well this is again it comes back to brandon saley being an awful coach and getting fired I, i i would wager to say here's my hottest hot take of the weekend yeah i think bill belichick wins that game up 27 zero Oh yeah, no, no, they, yeah. If Bill Belichick's the, if playing he's the Jaguars, the yeah. If he's playing the, ja- the Jags that game, yeah. Bill Belichick's winning. I know that's controversial. I would not be shocked if somehow the Chiefs fall this week to the Patriots. I would not be shocked, and I, I we will we will preview that game later on. But I still would not be shocked. But this is Tyler Cameron, the best sixteen sixty. Come right back. We have the hot, 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 hot takes. That is going to be fun. We'll do that next. Frosty the snowman was a jolly happy soul With a corncob pipe and a button nose And two eyes made out of coal Welcome back into Cyrus Kramer here in the Best 1660, our Christmas Spectacular special. Joined in studio by my good buddy of mine, if I can speak, oh, Ryan, Ryan Larson. So, how, how is it knowing that you're on radio for the first time here in Kansas City? I'm not going to lie to you. I was feeling really good up until the second I got in my car. And then I said, oh, I'm listening to Kramer right now, and I'm going to be on with him soon. And that's when the nerves kicked in. It was uh, very intimidating actually walking into the studio for the first time ever to get behind the microphone. It's one of those things where it seems super easy until you actually do it. It's uh, I love it. I love doing it. I, especially, I love those nerves. If you don't have those nerves when you turn on that mic, then you're not living. And I love living. It's like that, I don't know, for some reason I strive under pressure at times, I mean, you could clearly tell when I was trying to find that audio cut earlier, uh, that uh, I enjoy the pressure, and especially when I'm trying to figure out what I want to say when it comes to talking on the mic. I love it. Question for you, though, is what was your favorite Christmas present as a kid? Oh, my God. When the Wii came out and you got you um, you unwrapped that. So my little sisters and I, right, it's like 2008, 2009. It was the last time the Chargers were good, you know, okay, gotcha. when I was a young kid. Um, and we, we unwrapped the Wii on Christmas. And... That was unrivaled. Because let me tell you, you get out there and you're playing Wii Sports and you got the little nunchuck and you're boxing with your little sibling. It got heated. How many times did you lose that Wii remote? Like when throwing like a punch? Because you know for a fact, I from me knowing you, you didn't strap up. I know you didn't strap up. I, you just don't seem like a guy. Oh, I stay strap. strapped. You stay, well, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I mean, when it comes to Wii remotes, though. Always, always. Okay, I didn't want to get, I was not the kid that was going to get in trouble for throwing that Wii remote through the TV. But let me tell you, if I lost, you weren't seeing me the rest of the day. Hey, the co- I was throwing the competitive a little edge. Bit. The competitive edge that you have, Ryan, I love it. A hundred percent. And that's never, that's never gone away. I'm trying to think what mine would be. I think any type of uh, wrestling action figure I got, 
I was always happy. It's not like I knew what I was going to get for Christmas, but like I knew I was like, oh, I'm going to get some wrestling action figures. Oh, you weren't going around the house looking for those Christmas presents. You weren't picking the wrapped present mm-hmm. up and smelling the box to see if you could get a hint. Well, what we usually what we used to do was go to the Toys R Us up there by the uh, oh, back when the North, life was good. What's the uh, what was that? It's over there by T Shots now. There used to be a big mall. That's where the T- Toys R Us Is I used that to up go north? to. I'm not from Kansas. Yeah, City. that's true. Yeah, you're right. You're not up. Yeah, you're not from here. That's. I mean, I'm not from here either, but we would travel from St. Joe down and always with a Toys R Us. My mom would have big, big uh, coach. I mean, she had big coats that she always, all of our coats are nice and cold. And she would just, when we're like looking at the toys, I see one I like. I'm like, yeah, I like this. Put it back. She would end up grabbing it and just putting it under the coats. Oh, then, without you even noticing. Yep. That's a pro move yeah. by your mom. Oh, yeah. No, that's a that's a pro tip for everybody right there. That's a good move. Take well, a- I don't know how applicable that is. No one shops in stores anymore. Well, this is what you do now. You have the kid, I guess, go on Amazon. So I feel like that's the number one thing people do and just have them like search whatever they want. Well, not search whatever they want. That, that <laughs> you don't want to let the. <laughs> uh, and then they can be like, oh, okay, I like this one. I like that one. And then, all right, I might get you that one. I may not. I yeah. usually, for right now, like with, uh, with my fiance, if she, we share the Amazon account. So she puts the stuff in save for later for me to like, all right, let's give them the Christmas gifts I could give her. She's doing that on purpose, knowing you're going to go look at everything? Basically. Do you have a side Amazon account that you buy the gifts on? No, but I would send it to my mom, and then she'd I'd pay her so she'd buy it. So oh, it's not like, we, I'd like, hey, don't check the orders. Don't check the orders. Do you also ship it to your mom's house? That way no, your I get fiance it. I, cannot see it? I get it shipped here. Unless it was my the ring box that I had when I proposed to her. Um, that's when uh, I'd had that happen. But if it's the gifts, I'd be like, hey, I had some packages ordered. Don't open them. She won't. She's good at that. Like that's boundaries. It's healthy. Oh, yeah. All right, it's that time of the show. Hot, hot, hot takes. Ryan, you can't hear the audio being played underneath, but there is music being played right now while we talk. Um, uh, perks of the the uh, the hamster running away with your your, your quarter inch or however these the little jack is. Yeah, yeah. Hot takes, buddy. Hot takes. So Joe Flacco, you brought him. We brought him up last segment. He says his hot take, it's a hot take. It's got to be a hot take. He feels like he's 10 years old again playing in the NFL, and I'm absolutely loving seeing what Joe Flacco's doing. Former, did he win the MVP? Did he win the MVP for the uh, Super Bowl? I believe he was Super Bowl MVP that year. That's the year where the lights went out, right, in the Dome? Correct. So it was a Harbaugh was Harbaugh? Yes, which, and it was a preview of this year's Super Bowl, which will also be Ravens 49ers. Okay, all right. I'm going to turn your mic off right now about that one. <laughs> I mean, it's a good possibility. Uh, so uh, Joe Flacco, his hot take was he feels like he's 10 years old again. And then another one around the league, because how we do these hot takes, it's the leagues. We got our hot takes and, of course, the ones that you've all submitted to me, which I do have a list on my phone that we'll get to in a second. But the Panthers, their ticket prices, 46 cents for the game against the Falcons tomorrow. That has got to be a hot take among hot takes from your owner, David Tepper, of how bad your team is going because you know your ticket sales are not there. So you're saying, you know what? If you have two quarters, Ryan, if you have two quarters, you can get a seat in the upper level at that game. I want to know how much is parking because it's 46. This is how they get you, right? Is they say 46 cents for a game ticket. Bring your whole family. Well, guess what? You get there. It is $85 to park. And then you're going to get inside and you're going to pay $150 on food. But you can't get there and not buy a hot dog and a beer. But listen, if say it's four people going, 
you have and he said there is parking, which I'm going to say parking is 50 bucks. I highly doubt it's $80 there in Carolina. For some reason, I, that doesn't seem like... I mean, I get it why he, it is here. Because, I mean, that's the big tailgating-esque scene is what we have here at Arrowhead. That's just what they do. Are they tailgating at Car- in Carolina? I think they do small portions of it. But if, it's, if it, literally, if it is in the $80, then uh, maybe 50 more to another $80 for food inside the, the stadium, you're still paying 160 bucks rather than almost to a thousand on four tickets. So I think it's a good move. It's a big hot take. David Tepper knows for a fact that his team is not good. He, it, what he said two weeks ago that was on this hot take segment was he was more in, all in on CJ Stroud rather than Bryce Love. Not Bryce Love. Bryce Young. I don't know why I always get them. To, Jordan Love and Bryce Young. I put those guys' names together all the damn time, and it's frustrating. But 46 cents tickets, man. Can we... We have time to, we could fly to Carolina, not park, let's Uber there, and we could go to a game real quick. And it'd probably be cheaper just to do that than it is for anything else. Now, we're not buying food, we're clearly not buying parking, but we can go see a game. That's true, but would you want to? I understand why they're 46 cents tickets, and I don't think even if parking were free that I would go. Also because like, the Falcons, yeah, you know how that, suck. you know the final score of that game is going to be 1917 because that's the final score of every Falcons game. Yeah, I know the Panthers at seven and a half. We'll get to that part later on in the day. Um, I don't. The the thing about the Panthers is they were supposed to have all the hope in the world. You have the number one overall pick. He's awful. He fumbled the bag on that one. Fumbled the bag. So what are you showing up for? You don't have any fun players, Brian Burns. But I'm not going to go to an NFL game to watch a defensive end play. Brian Burns is good. I I. I probably would, because I mean I love Max Crosby. Max Crosby is always going to be a stud, no matter what, in a force. Sure, but it, the whole thing was supposed to be hope, and this yeah. is our year to get better. And they don't have that. And guess what? They don't have their first pick either. There's no hope. So the maybe playoff team Chicago Bears are going to get the first overall pick, courtesy of the 46 cent ticket Carolina Panthers. Um, another hot take happened on uh, Come On Man's ESPN, and this was they're talking about Brandon Staley. I mean, I'm okay with that. Oh, cat okay. cow, pow, bro! Maybe. You shouldn't do that in front of everybody. Well, I mean, maybe he's got back issues. Put that in, do that in the locker room. But he's trying to loosen the back up. I got you. I like the vigorous throat right there at the bottom. You saw how he... I guess if you're willing to do that in front of everybody, you're willing to go for it on fourth down whenever you want to. In your own, in your own in the field. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So what that was there? They were talking about Brandon Staley doing his cat poses because he's uh, loosening up that that lower back area. I do it all the time before bed. That's the, that's my that's my move. But I'm doing it. Not in the view of sight of people look with cameras on me, which, by the way, if you're doing that out there, you want people to watch you. You want people to see you. I'm so happy that this guy's not there anymore. But then again, I'm also kind of sad because that's not an easy win anymore for the Raiders. It's not an easy win anymore for the Chiefs. It's not an easy win anymore for the Broncos, if the Broncos can beat the Chargers, which it seems like they can't. Maybe not, but again, it really comes down to making the right decision. And if they don't hire the right coach, they're going to continue to be bad. I mean, how many times do we see teams reset and still be bad? How many times have the Browns brought in a new quarterback or hired a new coach and still been awful? The Lions haven't won a playoff game in our lifetimes, as far as it's I true. know. I think the Chargers could fall into that. I, I My hot take, Bill Belichick will be better, but he may not be a good coach with them. Bring back Anthony Lynn. I actually liked Anthony Lynn as a head coach there. Anthony Lynn, a head coach, the Chargers wasn't, wasn't bad. I think they should find some, you know what, maybe this is the wrong recipe considering how things went with Staley. Bring in some new hotshot young head coach. Let's get wild. 
we've got a young quarterback. He's got a cannon for an arm. Let's bring in an offensive guru. It's almost like they have one at OC. Why can't that's true? They do have one at Kellum. I love Kellum Moore. I, I still, I still to this day, I tell us the Jay Binkley every single time I see him. Kellum Moore is the best college football quarterback to have ever played in the MAC, probably ever to play in. No, they're not even in the MAC. What, what they, are they in the WAC? They're in the WAC. They're not in the MAC. They were in the MAC at one point. I think they're. I, I think they're in the WAC. I don't know. I just know. Boise State, Kellen Moore was exceptional to watch. Now, can he implement that to his offense right now that we should have been seeing with Justin Herbert? We haven't seen that at all. That's true. They should just air it out. Who's, I'm going to say they should just air it out next year. You have nothing to lose. Your season can't get worse. Who's the uh, Who is the former Arizona head coach? Kingsbury? Yeah, Brent, get him. As your head coach? Yeah, yeah, get him. Why not try and bring him in why not promote kellen moore to head coach and bring in kingsbury you say cliff whatever you want we will pay you to be our offensive coordinator and you and kellen you just go in the lab you cook up some of the wildest nonsense this league will have ever seen you're running laterals like kelsey did to tony last week the whole thing the whole nine yards just go crazy with it isn't cliff kingsbury like isn't he a quarterback's coach somewhere in college right now last i knew he was in thailand Good for him. Oh, man. He's getting, he's still getting paid. Like, paid, paid. I think he actually went to USC to be quarterback's coach That's with right. uh, the, the Oklahoma guy whose name I can't remember. But it, would you want a guy that left the NFL, got fired, and then his first reaction was, oh, let me go to Thailand, actually. Let me clear my mind. Let he, me take he, my Dennis Rodman weekend in Vegas, but in Thailand. He cleared his mind all right. He, he probably cleared his mind a lot. Probably cleared a lot of things. That's that. Yeah, his mind definitely. All right, let's go to that. So that was the hot takes around the league. Our hot takes. I'll start off with mine. After the Raiders game this week, I confidently, one hundred percent, believe they will beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead on Christmas Day for a Christmas present for all of you Kansas Cityans. That the Raiders are going to walk all. They're not going to walk over. It's going to be like a field goal game, I bet. But the, I feel like the Raiders are going to beat the Chiefs this upcoming week, week sixteen. I don't see that happening. I think that the Chiefs will go into New England this weekend, get mad, get right, and then come back to Kansas City and say, all right, we've got four backup quarterbacks, including that Patriots game the rest of the year. Let's figure things out. Let's go into the playoffs. Maybe be the one, maybe be the two. Worst case, be the three seed. We're going to get a home game at Arrowhead in the playoffs. Let's just not screw anything up and figure ourselves out. I think that's how that goes. What's your hot take, buddy? My hot take is that Tyreek Hill should be league MVP this year. I agree. I think if you look at what the Dolphins have done the last 12 years before they got Tyreek, they couldn't do anything. There was never a Dolphins offense where you said, this is it. Even when they got Tua and they had Jalen Waddell and a cast of nobody receivers around him, they brought in Tyreek and now they're the best offense in the league and one of the best offenses ever. And that was the difference. I hope he plays this week because one, my fantasy team needs it. Two... It's just electric. I, I, he's built different, clearly, because I mean, him rolling his ankle off that hip drop tackle, which definitely is be banned in the NFL. It's one of the worst tackles you can do, because I mean, you're basically just you're injuring the person no matter what you do on a hip drop tackle. It's so hard, Kramer. How do how we complain about the refs and the offsides? How are you going to referee hip drop tackles well, in you, the NFL? I, you can, it's kind of like the horse collar tackle. I mean, you can, you can, you know when it's a hip drop tackle. You can tell when it's a hip drop tackle. We are opening Pandora's box, I think, with that. I think we are opening the door for fans to get mad regardless of what referees call. Fans are doing that now, Ryan, so what's the difference? 
it's that it's tackling. I want. I understand we want to make football a safe sport, but you're going to go out there. There's a chance you break your leg regardless of what happens. Now, you know what? I can't stand the people who are like, that. Let's make let's make football safe. Let's make football safe. Let's make football safe. Football is a barbaric sport where it's not safe at all. Then why do you want to ban the hip drop tackle? Because you got guys like Tyree Kill who should be the like should be the MVP. He could possibly not play this week because he's probably still sore from yeah, his but ankle. Tyreek has missed a handful of games in the last he's built his entire career. Have dude, you ever seen that dude is built like a train? He's he kind of he's kind of like uh, I would say like Derek Carr. Derek Carr will get like his decapitated. Not, and he'll not be quite the comparison I would no, make listen, to Tyreek Kill. No, because listen, no, 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 no. Just for how their bodies are, not, performance level completely different. How their bodies are put together could be on par because Derek Carr can get decapitated, his arms broken and thrown off, and yet he'll play next week. That's how Tyreek Hill is. Tyreek, oh, absolutely. Tyreek Hill has that type of uh, mentality, the Wolverine blood in both of their and to help them do whatever. He kind of reminds this is going to be a hot of the hot takes. Hey, we're in the hot take hour. Physically, Tyreek Hill kind of reminds me of LeBron James. And I'm not saying they're the same player. I'm not saying he's as good as LeBron. But when you look at them physically, athleticism just athleticism and the fact that he doesn't get hurt all that often. Maybe LeBron now that he's in his late 30s. But yeah, I mean, you LeBron's look at Tyreek. 40 and he doesn't even get hurt. And Bron, they are both just jacked out of their minds. Still incredibly fast and strong, elusive. They can change directions quick. Like from a physical perspective, they are the top one percent of one percent of athletes, and somehow don't get hurt all that often. And that's what's crazy to me about Tyree, because you see him take some of just the most egregious tackles, and then get up and run a four three the next play. Well, I mean, you also saw him once he did that, the hip drop tackle that happened on Monday night. He got up, stomped on the ground, and ran off. Yeah, he's a crazy person. I also, watch Hard Knocks, which he talked about, and he's like, I shouldn't have done that. Basically, that's the truth. I mean, it's adrenaline going on. Now going on to your guys' hot takes it's from uh, Jordan. Patriots beat the Chiefs 17-14. to The Jets also beat Miami. I think if Tyreek doesn't play, that Jets win over the Dolphins is very much in play. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe the Jets 7.5. Is that what the line is? No, but teasing it for us. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I absolutely... The, the Jets' defense has been playing very well. If Zach Wilson shows up and plays like he did at half as good as he did last week. Zach Wilson's good. I don't think so, but... The, the last week, he was good. Last it, week, he was good. What... Here, Okay, here's people talk about Taylor Swift needing to be at Travis Kelsey's games, the Chiefs' games all the time. I think Taylor Swift needs to be at the Jets' games. Was she there... She was that Sunday night game the Chiefs and Jets yeah, played. true. She was there, Zach and Zach Wilson was looking at her like she was best friends with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> he balled out <laughs> people would have thought that was Aaron Rodgers if they didn't know any better I okay you got me <laughs> I think so me. I'm saying she should be at every Jets game the Jets yeah. should pay Taylor Swift yeah. to be at their games yeah, I, we're going to break Ryan I, you, you, you cracked me yeah I, we got best bets we'll do that next speaking of Vincent Jackson leading receiver for the Chargers 2009 oof Memory escapes. You know what? Our memory is going to be fine and sharp when we get back because we got bets. We're locked in. We're loaded. Sorry, Kramer. We'll do that next. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on the Bet 1660. <laughs> <laughs> 
pay. That song only means one thing and one thing only. We got some bets to get to, Ryan. We have some bets. We've been on one. We've been hot. I've actually been five for five in five days. All plus money. All, yeah, which I'm I'm not going to lie. I've been riding that high pretty good. Kramer, for everyone at home, Kramer has been on one of the hottest streaks betting that I've seen in a while. He started with a $3 bet and is up to, what, 250 Close Kramer? to it, yeah. That's insane. I've... Uh, it's called ladder betting, basically, where you whatever you win, you whatever your winnings is, you just take that money and double it. And, and what's wild is you've done half of what you've won, so you were keeping, you were pocketing part of it regardless. Yeah, and it's it's nice because I've only put fifty bucks on the ESPN Bet app, and I have yet to put any more money in it, which is nice. That's 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 the goal in all this, the end game. Never put more money into your accounts, people. Like just if you have a gambling problem, you know where to go. ESPN I, Bet. Yes, yeah. This, 1-800-BETS-OFF, I think that's what the other one, uh, one of the things is, if you have a problem. But that's the, that's the but we have some best bets to get to. I have one that's uh, last week, uh, Ryan and I came up together with a seven and a half leg parlay. So get the plus seven and a half. You want to do it, take the Giants over the Saints. It seems safe. You got Tommy DeVito out there. I, you're, you should be fine. Is it Tommy DeVito, Mike DeVito? It's it's one of the DeVitos out there. Tommy DeVito. So yeah, all of all these Paisan. are... All of these teams are plus seven and a half against all these teams. So you have to might have to move the line a little bit. It's not all plus seven. I think the right now the Giants Saints is plus three. So move the line up to plus seven. So you move every single line to plus seven and a half. Do that again. Do that with the Buccaneers over the Packers, Texans over the Taint Texans over the Titans, Panthers over the Falcons. Someone cut that. <laughs> that's the uh, Titans, 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 <laughs> Titans. Texans over the Titans. It's, it's, that's, a, that's the only one out of all this I have concern with, even though the line is at plus three on the Texans right now. But with CJ Stroud doubtful, that's the only one I'm concerned with. But Panthers over Falcons with a seven, uh, not even over. Just get the seven and a half line. You don't even have to do the overs for it. Because if you do the overs, that's money lines. Just get the seven and a half. Just tease that bad boy. Exactly. And a lot of what I like about this is a lot of these teams that are the favorites in these games, the Titans, the Packers, maybe not the Packers, they lost to the Giants, but they're all coming off pretty big wins. Oh, yeah. Within recent weeks. Packers, big one over the Chiefs, Titans, Monday night over the Dolphins. Public money is going to say, oh, these teams are good. Let me bet on the Titans. They're playing the Texans. CJ Stroud, doubtful. They don't have their good receivers. It's a three point line for a reason, right? Like Vegas knows more than we do. My other best bet, just a best bet in general, it's a parlay that I believe it's now up to a plus 135, or actually plus 114, and went down. But uh, it's because of the uh, Montgomery line. But David Montgomery takes the over on rushing yards at 55.5. That's now at a minus 180. And OBJ over 28.5 receiving yards at minus 200. That's a parlay close to about 114, 125. Put some money on that. You should get a return on your deposit because Montgomery going against the Broncos. Broncos one of the worst rush defenses in the league, so that should be an easy lock. And OBJ had a game last week, and I feel like that carries over too on this week. OBJ twenty eight and a half yards at only minus two hundred is really good value. Every time I watch a Ravens game, I feel like he's catching a forty yard touchdown. Oh, that one! That one he caught last week was sweet. I did not watch it. Was it good? Well, he ended up diving into the end zone. Basically, it was awesome. Old old school OBJ, like old school prime OBJ. OBJ. Yes, yes, love that. Ryan, you're a gambling degenerate such as myself. What do you have? You know, I like to call myself um, 
a gambling connoisseur. I like to, Conno- so you're not a degenerate. You're a connoisseur. I, gotcha. I like to dabble in the gambling, if you will. Uh, so my parlay this week, Kramer, <laughs> is kind of reckless. It's plus three seventy odds, but I feel really good about it. So we've got Purdue money line against Arizona. Purdue one point dog. We do this every year with Arizona in basketball. They're ranked top ten, top fifteen. Oh wait, hold up. This is basketball. This is college basketball. So wait, hold up, hold up. You have a basketball, football, and football. I have a this college a basketball, college football. What I'm doing is I'm keeping is, people engaged gotcha. all day. All right, gotcha. I want you Makes to sense. go out. I want you to get a little bit of everything. You're going to watch some really fun basketball, some really fun football. Going to be cheering for everybody today. <laughs> okay. So Purdue money line against Arizona. Arizona is the most. Oh, they should not be ranked number one. Okay, we do this all the time. They got DeAndre Ayton. That team couldn't do anything. We rank them number one once every couple years, and they always fall on their face. Purdue, Zach Eady, dog. So we're going to take Purdue money line against Zona. Speaking of Arizona, you know who, who used to coach there? Rich Rodriguez. You oh, know Rich where he Rod. coaches now? Jacksonville State. It's true. All year long, we talked about James Madison. They should go to the national championship. They were undefeated. Not anymore, but they were. But they weren't going to be bowl eligible until teams like Florida couldn't get to six wins. Jacksonville State, also another team, new to FBS, shouldn't have been bowl eligible. Thank you, Florida. So we get the Gamecocks. Two and a half point favorites against Louisiana Lafayette. They cover two and a half. Easy. And then Jameer Gibbs, three plus receptions. So parlay, Purdue money line, Jacksonville State minus two and a half, Jameer Gibbs, three plus receptions, plus 370 odds. I like the Jacksonville State at the money line. I don't know about the two and a half. I, I don't, I, 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 if you're going to bet on them to win, how many times does a team win by two or fewer points? Not by much. I get it because the odds is a minus, what, 114 that you have on there? Uh, yeah. I just don't like the two and a half line. I just hate seeing two and a half. Because say if eh, it's kinda like I like do not like three and a half. I like seven and a half. So those are the only ones I like. So you do not like a two and a half. If they win by a field goal though, that's covering two and a half. Yeah, but what if they lose by a field goal? Eh, if they lose, they lose. If they die, they die. But that's the thing. If that's what I think of this Jacksonville State team is they could lose by a field goal to Louisiana Lafayette. They're not gonna lose. Okay, no, I don't think they're going to lose, but if there's a way that they do lose, it is a field goal by Louisiana Lafayette. Like that's just how that's just how my mind's playing this game out. Trust in the Cox, Kramer. That's what most people usually try to do is trust in the, yeah. I would say most people do the opposite. <laughs> they think with it at least. <laughs> um, uh, the Jameer Gibbs receptions is good. I remember we were talking about yesterday with Zach Moss, um, uh, what, plus two receptions? Yeah, Zach Moss, I believe, two plus receptions. Jameer Gibbs, three plus receptions. Odds are about plus 107. That's nice, too. That's a pretty good that's, little part. That's, that's like an easy, like, cha-ching, that should hit. Yes, absolutely. If you want to bet $10 to make $10, that's as good as you're going to get. Yeah, those are our best bets. Um, if you well, honestly, if you would give me your bets too, at Kramer Talks on the X app, Ryan, what's your Twitter or your X? I think it's just at Ryan Larson underscore. Okay, yeah, no, you send us uh, send us your best bets for the day because uh, everybody has them, and I love betting. At least now I do. So uh, so yeah, all right. I have yet to talk about NBA since. Uh, let's see here, the cup when the cup came out. And the tournament happened. We absolutely loved the the tournament style of play, but we need to talk about something that's happened this week in the NBA. And f- quite frankly, this guy, such as Draymond Green, needs to one hundred percent be banned from the NBA because of this. 
Oh, man. Well, that's going to be a flagrant. Yeah, for and sure. Now they're going to just try to decide if they think it was excessive. Yeah, no, it was excessive. Uh, Draymond Green threw a punch at, was it Nurkic? Nurkic? Yeah, Nurkic for the Suns. This is not the first time we've seen Draymond Green get physical with a player on the court. We've also, this isn't the first time we've seen Draymond Green get physical with a person outside the court. Remember, he hit, sucked Jordan Poole, go blue, in the mouth last, uh, last I would say, summer 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 league type of time when they're doing their summer training camp. He, he knocked out Jordan Poole. He threw a punch at Nurchich. He's I, he's hit people in the face a lot of times when there's elbows, hands. This is not his first offense of doing this. He does not deserve to be on an NBA court for the remainder of his entire career. I feel like he needs to pay all his money back to the organization. Heck, he even needs to pay for any type of assault that I would have. If I'm Nurchich, I'm I'm going for an assault right there. I'm doing an assault type of charge on him because it's the truth. You should not be able. If you're playing basketball, you should not have to worry about getting clocked in the face by a, a right hook. The unfortunate thing with Draymond, and shout out to Amin Hassan for making this point first, is that with Draymond, he's been rewarded for it his whole career. Yeah. Going back to Michigan State, he was the bull. He was the enforcer. It's like a hockey team. He's, he's just going out, putting his elbow into people the whole time. He cost the Warriors a finals by getting ejected and suspended in the finals. He's done this his entire career and has never gotten a punishment. They gave him a raise and traded the player he punched in the face last offseason. Yeah. He's got no punishment for this. And he's a very vocal person. He has a podcast. He owns every second of it. So he has had no reason to change his entire career. I think he needs to take an extended leave. Have the team, his teammates, friends, I don't care who it is, sit him down, essentially have an intervention and say, Draymond. You can't be punching people in the face, man. You well, should probably go out there and play defense. It's almost as if they need to put him into anger management classes because that's exactly what this is all leading down to. Like he probably isn't a very aggressive guy, out not from the limelight of whether if it is his podcast or whether if it is him playing basketball every single night. I'm curious what it's like at home. Like I don't want to get too far in that, but if this is what's translating out on the court, then you know it's going to be kind of like that back home as well, which is him by himself. Even if it's just him by himself. It, it shows poor coping skills, to say the least. Yeah, anger management should be the way to go here. He needs to probably do at least 100 hours of it, of training, <laughs> before he can come back into the league. Like I, There's no room for this in the NBA whatsoever, and I absolutely can't stand the fact that I have to talk about it on my show. Like I, I talk about baseball and football, Ryan. I never usually talk about the NBA. We should start an NBA show every know. Saturday, third hour, NBA only. You, you know what's wild? So I love betting the NBA, as you can yes. tell. I hate watching the NBA. Oh, we talk about NBA bets every day and don't watch probably half the games that we actually <laughs> bet on. I, I think this entire week of watch, like betting, I didn't have a single, didn't even watch a single second of NBA of who I bet it on. Like Trey, of, like Trey Young last night, I thought was going to screw me. I really thought Trey Young was not going to do much. And then when we get to the fourth quarter of the game, he has like 38 points. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I should, I, I should have probably done like 30 points uh, for that thing. You know what bet I love in the NBA? This is my best bet and a hot take together. Victor Wimbanyama, Defensive Player of the Year. Look at me like I'm crazy. He has almost twice as many four-block games as Rudy Gobert, who is currently the favorite for Depoy. What is the rebounds? Uh... He's averaging 11 rebounds a game. 
And it's 30 to 1 versus even odds for Rudy. That ain't bad. He's probably 20th in line for Defensive Player of the Year. You, you can't lose 20 games in a row and win Defensive Player of the Year. He's not going to win it because his team is garbage. Uh, well, that's true. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, Usually, if you're a Defensive Player of the Year, you're, you're helping this team win even more than that. But there's really not nobody around Victor Wimby. Like, there's no. no there's nobody around him. They're running a small forward as their point guard, and he's a second-year small forward. Hey, he, I bet they're it, not good. I bet it on the guy last night in that game, uh, the, the Spurs game, that I had never even heard of. I don't even know how to pronounce his even name. And I was like, you know what? His line looked good because he scores 19 points every single time he's at home, and at 16 and a half, taking the over of that, he scored 32. So now he's a household name for you. Hey, he's he's a, one of your favorites. His name's like Vessel or something. Vassal? Oh, yeah, Devin Vassell. Vassell. There it's we go. Vassell. Vassell. I like Vass, uh, Vessel. Vessel, because that's what he is. He's a vessel out there. He's a vessel for your wallet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vessel for my wallet. Making making my uh, my pockets get bigger. Well, Brian, this was a, the quickest hour of radio I think I've ever done. I'm glad I could make it fun. I only think we went to three topics. We had more to talk about, too. I wanted to keep it at two topics. I wanted to come in and sabotage the show. So, no, that's not the case. So, we have more topics for you. Because I have, I, I, you're coming back on my show sometime again. Absolutely, and we, we got to finish up the, these topics. Heck, it could be podcast on my podcast page. I know uh, next next week won't be on. The week after that won't be on because what? Well, once Christmas, the weekend of Christmas, then the next weekend's New Year's. So, uh, yeah, two weeks. You want to come back? Three weeks? Or you just want to do a podcast? With me? Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it next year. Oh gosh, you're you're one of those guys, aren't you? You're, I'm you're not. The, you're the I'll see you next year type of guy. Oh, I you know whatever joke best fits the situation. I'm not any type of guy, but I like to you know situational comedy. This has been Sarah Kramer right here in the best 1660. Put a smile on your face, Kansas City. You don't know who needs to see it. I'll talk to you next year. Thanks, 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 Ryan. Thanks, thanks. I, I do that for you. How's going, everybody? You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on the Bet 1660.